0: this is delilah s dawson author of star wars galaxy's edge black spire and phasma and you're listening to the living force podcast
1: you're listening to the living force force
0: is with me and i am with the force a utini podcast
1: episode 21 Comic extravaganza. Trust the force. On this episode, stop drinking that hater rate. Everything comics and Utini reviews with your hosts.
2: All ships, prepare for jump to hyperspace. Corey Elton, Eric Eilerson, and Charles Hagel.
1: Utini! Oh,
0: and one more thing. Uh, On the on the total positive note, I won all three of my fantasy football leagues this week.
1: Yo, nice. So
0: that was a dope way to start out this week. Uh, I just sat on the couch and watched every single game on Sunday drinking beer and following my fantasy lineups and it was maybe one of the best days of my life i'm not sure uh, but it's I watch it, it,
2: i watch football too on on sunday eric you'll be proud of me i watched the georgia the georgia game it was like a season opener game and not very good but still
0: mean saturday mm-hmm.
2: then what day college I football saturday yeah, it must have been, it must yeah, have been Georgia's I great. Day straight. So, I was off one day. Yeah, they're apparently going to do really good this year. I don't know shit about their team. but I know enough about football. I actually grew up going to a lot of football games with my biological dad, but, you know.
0: But I feel like that's one of the cool things about football, though, is that it's a very communal thing that even if you don't know what's going on, if you just get to a football game, or any sport game, honestly, if I just show up, you can have a great time.
2: Oh, yeah, it was a blast. I was hanging out with my buddy, drinking some beer, and talking about Star Wars between... Plays, it was fun, yeah. Essentially, what what we do here, and there's a fresh one if you mouth off again,
0: yes. Because at football games, you talk about Star Wars between the plays, and here we talk about sports between the Star Wars, but that stops now because we are on episode 21 of the Living Force podcast where it is all Star Wars all the time. I am here, one of your hosts. Hi, I missed you this past week. I hope you're doing well. (laughs) My name is Eric Eilersen, and I am, as always, with the doctors. Dr. Corey Helson, welcome. What's up? And fresh off an ungodly long shift is Dr. Charles Hankel.
1: Everything's hey, fine here now. How are you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, uh, Corey and Charles have been burning the midnight oil this week on these medical I'm shifts. I'm not yet.
2: I'm still on. I'm still on day shift, but I go to oh. nights next week, so. You'll
0: hear it. You, uh, the listeners, will hear it in your voice on the next couple episodes.
2: Yeah, I guess we'll have to. We're gonna have to do it on a weekend next recording because, like, I work. I was wrong about the hours at work. It was, <laughs> it's from five five p.m. to seven a.m. So it's fourteen hour shifts. So I'm like, yeah, every day for five days. I'm like, there's no way I'll have a have a free hour to do anything. You don't think now. maybe uh, when
1: you get home at like seven thirty or so, you want to just hop on here and no
2: do an early morning one. <laughs> yep. It's not going to happen. All right. Well,
0: we'll make sure we keep that in mind for future episodes. For this episode, we are going to dive into the awesome world of Star Wars comics later on. But before we do that, we do unfortunately have to have a little bit of a serious chat. Not because of anything that's going on with the Living Force or you awesome listeners. Everything is great.
2: I hope so. I I hope. But... I mean, if... If, if any of our listeners are included in this big population, I don't want them to be our listeners. That's anymore. true
0: because we need to talk about some pretty bad gatekeeping harassment that's been going on in the Star Wars community this past week. Now, if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about Mar, who is a user on Twitter at Vibes with um,
1: Cisco. Cisco.
0: Cisco. Thank you very much. I'm like Kuzo. uh By with Cisco who. <laughs> Live tweeted her joy of watching the Star Wars movies for the first time. It took off on Twitter. The official Star Wars account got involved. A lot of people sent her stuff. It was a great moment for Star Wars. And since she has done that, this weekend especially, she has been harassed by people who are jealous that they haven't gotten noticed.
2: Freaking blew it.
0: Yeah. It's been... I mean, and, and you have your Last Jedi haters and all things like that are going after her to the point where she got doxed. Her personal info got spread around in a group chat. People were threatening all kinds of things to her. She had to get a lawyer. Like, and we we, we talked about this a lot within the Living Forest Slack, within Utini itself. And Charles actually came up with this term that I want to use for this. Um, because we are not gatekeepers at Utini, but we are hate keepers. We officially are drawing a line, black and white. If you are any type of person that has harassed someone online because of their Star Wars love, has diminished their own fandom because it didn't align with yours, whether it be their ship of a certain character, whether it be their love of, of a certain movie, whatever that is, frankly, you have no business being in Star Wars fandom. This these are people that actually love the thing we all love, and I don't know what it is that makes people want to tear them down when we should be exalting them for this awesome joy they are putting in this community.
2: Yeah, it's truly obnoxious. I just don't understand why this particular fandom more so than any other fandom. I mean, how can you go see the films and watch the Clone Wars TV show, read the books? How can you do all that and then, like, personally attack somebody for having an opinion that's different than yours? I mean, like, seriously, if you do that, you're, I mean, I'll, I'll freaking say it, I think you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah. I, just don't, I just don't understand why you would do that. I just don't understand how you could be so sick. I mean, everybody, <laughs> people that love Star Wars, we're all nerds. We're all probably bullied at some point for being a nerd. Yeah, It's not like we oh, yeah. don't know what the hell that's all about. Yeah, so I just don't understand.
1: And I think what bothers me the most is it's so like it's so counterintuitive because you apparently are a part of Star Wars Twitter or the podcast community or or whatever it is because you love Star Wars and yet you are actively helping to destroy it by keeping other fans out of it that are going to keep this entire saga going into the future right like it just it, right I mean, do you it want, it? Even make do they sense. want
2: it to die i mean they just want no more movies i guess
1: exactly Is that what they're after? yeah like
2: like what the f- i just don't ugh.
0: yeah so we we just wanted to make that very clear uh to anyone listening and anyone that knows us that we don't put up with that and especially if you yeah. are a person that has a following on twitter or that you have your own podcast or anything like that and you think it's it's fun to you know poke fun at a Raylo or like say something snide and like subtweety about someone like mar maybe in past years we could do that we could make little jokes about each other and we could think it was fine not how it is anymore okay like people that are doing this harassment that are actually going that level to get people's personal info are going to use that as permission mm-hmm, that's saying look right. at this person who says they're a positive force in this fan community, making fun of this other person. Cool. That lets me go even one step further, which lets someone else go one step further. So, at the end of the day, like we say in this podcast, we are all part of the living force together, and we need to exude that love and that positivity and that acceptance of all people. However, that does not mean we need to accept this hate and these attacks yeah, on people absolutely. that are just trying to love Star Wars. We need to Star
1: have, have the high ground against this type of negativity.
2: Exactly. Right, right. And I think I think as a community a little bit we have maybe failed to in in that regard because we have been really passive, I think, in recent years in our sort of defense of people who are in the right. Like I mean, it's one thing like we hear lots of people say things like, "Oh yeah, what happened to Kelly Marie Tran? That was all really awful. What happened to jake lloyd that was really awful but nobody just says like listen if you do this you're a dick like yeah. i mean th- there's no way around it you're you're a disgusting human being if you participate in this type of harassment of anybody like yeah there's there's no positive way to spin it and i'm not gonna be soft about it like nope. I've, I've been really soft about a lot of like all the last jedi hate and blah 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 whatever people are critical of movies but like i just don't have any any ounce of approval for any sort of behavior that is personally attacking of an individual. I mean, this is like, this is such a step further to me, even than harassing Kelly Marie Tran. Like, this is like, mm-hmm. this is just somebody that had positive things to say about watching the films. Like, what yeah. the hell? I just, yeah. I just can't imagine. Like, yeah. there's no, you just can't, there's no wrong that, there's no right thing that you can do, like, with this super loud vocal minority. And if you know people in your life that are like that, call them on it. Yes. Like, like, if you're out hanging out with somebody and, like, they're one of your Star Wars friends and they meet somebody new and they ask them what their opinion of The Last Jedi and they scoff at them, call them on that crap. Like, like it's not cool to crap on anything that someone else likes. It's just not cool to do that. Like, yeah. people do that to you. They did probably did that to you growing up because you like Star Wars and we still live in a day and age where it's, like, still kind of questionably uncool to to be as passionate about Star Wars as a lot of us are and, like... I mean, call people on the crap, man. Like, if you have people in your life that are like that, you just gotta you gotta call them out for it because it's just not right.
1: Yeah, right. And if if you're a new listener, maybe to this episode, we don't usually go on rants like this, uh, but this is something that's is really like, been yeah. bothering us, and so we kind of wanted to get it off of our chest. But and if you happen to be new and you have not listened to maybe our first episodes that we've done. We really are striving to be a positive force in this community, and that's why we're taking the stance on this right now. And whoever you are, whatever your opinions are on the different movies, TV shows, books, comics, whatever it is, I just want to say thank you for listening. You're welcome here. Uh, We appreciate you, and we want to hear your opinions on things and have educated conversations about them. But you are not wrong for loving anything you love or for not liking anything that you don't like. Um, Absolutely. And that's that.
2: Yep, absolutely. And absolutely.
1: if
0: and if we get to a place in our in our own content down the road, and we stray from this somehow, if if something happens, like we would love you as listeners, as frankly our friends online, like call us on it as well. Like yeah. we yeah. always try. Sometimes we have off days. Yeah. But I think that's the only way this is all kind of this can all be healed is by all of us holding yeah. each other accountable and really pushing forward together, united. Right. So that's I mean, what we're gonna is, endeavor to Completely.
2: Do. It's We've talked about this a lot. It's completely possible to be respectful and also critical, and uh-huh. like we we really try to do that in in when we do our book roundtable episodes. like We really go way out of our way to even if behind the scenes, maybe we have some more kind of private conversations about like yeah I dislike this, I just like that. Like we really try not to talk about that kind of stuff because uh-huh. it's just not it's not appropriate to be negative like publicly like that it's not appropriate to just call out authors for the writing style it's just that's not cool yeah. right we want to interview these folks right we want to we want to encourage them to cre- keep creating the amazing art that they're creating so right. it's important to us to the reason charles you put it better than i'm putting it now but it's it's just better to it's better to what's that what's the rose line from last year uh,
0: we're gonna win by uh, not fighting what we hate by saving what we yes. love yes
2: Yes, that's so true. I yep. mean, it's, it's just so true, and like, I don't know. I just don't. I don't believe in in being super negative like this all the time. It's just this this whole Mar thing has really pissed me yep. off because I'm pretty sure that she's like a high school age girl, if I had to guess. Like maybe maybe early twenties, if mm-hmm. I had to guess. She's somebody that's like at a very significant time in her yeah. love of a of a new fandom. And this right? was a huge
0: like, moment in her life. Like you could tell the way she talked about it. She was so excited and. I know that she inspired other people to watch for the first time, which is amazing, but I, I dearly hope that this hate has not <clears throat> also done the opposite. Like, maybe someone was like, yep. maybe I should watch Star Wars because I think Reylo is interesting, and then they see what happened to her yes. and said, God, no, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole.
2: So yes, Jesus, I know that's was that's the worst part of it. Someone take her to celebration and show her the light. That that people are not this awful yeah. everywhere else. It's just this super loud vocal minority. Yep.
0: So i ho- and I am hoping that we get to see Mara at celebration, and I feel like there's a decent chance that we'll get her there. I
2: Think so too. I think so too. All right. Well, that's enough of a rant. I I, I feel <sighs> better because we've talked about it. I'm yeah. sorry that like I got a little aggressive there. I'm just I'm, no, l- I'm a little tense about. it. We gotta oh, st- we gotta mess. stand
0: up for people. I mean, and we again, you know, as weird as it is to say this. This podcast is a voice that we have, and we want to be able to use that for people that may not have it or that um, we truly believe in. So, Mar, we're with yep. you. Raylos, we're with you. Um, anyone that loves Star Wars, everybody, or right everybody, you, we're with you. Everybody. everybody, you out
2: there crap on everybody else. In that case, I'm not with you, and you know, I'll say that's your face. Exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. Whoo! <gasps> so that being said, a couple more things in our more usual episode. We got. Some sweet Uteni reviews, everybody. Yes, indeed. As we say yeah. every week, we try to highlight some people that are giving community reviews over on utini.com. Again, as a reminder, you can go on the book profile for any single book that you love in Star Wars over at utini.com and at the bottom of the page, you can rate a book one to five stars and write a little, little blurb about it. And a user named Quinton T went through, did a couple reviews this past week. Uh, did some Bane reviews, did some Black Spire reviews, and I just wanted to highlight uh, their review for Black Spire here real quick, because this past week, my full review of Black Spire went up on the site, since it was a couple days after release, and we will be doing a roundtable on that a couple weeks from now, but for right now, here are Quentin's Connection. thoughts. Quidditch gave Blackspire a 4 out of 5 and said, If you have gone to Galaxy's Edge or plan to, this book is perfect for you. I got Blackspire, not expecting anything amazing, but I had faith that it would be good on knowing that it was written by Delilah Dawson, friend of the show, who has written one of my favorite canon books, Phasma. I was happily surprised how much I enjoyed this book. I was worried it would be super meta, being that it is a Galaxy's Edge tie-in novel. Luckily, it barely felt like such. There was maybe one chapter that felt that way. What makes this book great is it almost is like a sequel to Phasma if she was in the book, but it had many characters from Phasma. If you like that book, this will be good for you. But even if you haven't, this book will still be good for you. Four stars out of five
2: for Black Spire. I like that.
1: Charles, have you finished it yet? I am not. Uh, I, I got behind when I was on Nights. There's just very little time, but I'm itching yeah. to finish it. It's been really, really fun.
2: Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I feel like, Eric, I, I kind of know what you think because I've read your review. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, in general, I think we all liked it pretty well, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's sitting at, a, I think, like an 8.6, 8.7 yeah. right now uh, I think from it, the team. I think
2: it would definitely be kind of on the right of the bell curve, like, mm-hmm. of the of the more successful books in the series. It's pretty good. Yeah.
0: I was a bit worried at the start of it because I I, I was just in this weird mood. And it does start a little slow. But once you kind of get going with the momentum, the character work is great. It hits a bunch mm-hmm. of topics like trauma and PTSD and human forgiveness that's not really touched a lot in Star Wars. Right, and I totally. think it was, it was done super well, super respectfully but not in a way that made it like a super obvious thing. So, yeah. Really solid.
2: Botu sounds so flipping awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I picture Moss Iceley, like 100% when I'm reading this. Like, I mean, Botu oh, yeah. sounds very similar to Moss Eisley and I love it.
0: Yeah, so we definitely definitely endorse that as well. Another one more announcement before we get into the meat of this show, we have a new patron over on Patreon who is Chris Richmond with which I believe I haven't actually texted him about this. That might be my best friend from high school, y'all. What Chris, are you if that's serious, you, man? <laughs> um, if not, just a crazy coincidence. <laughs> I meant to message you about this and ask you.
2: Um,
0: is that is that real, Eric? Yeah, that's my best friend in high school, and um, I mean we like lives shift apart. We just out of touch, but he does a lot of D and D stuff now and makes miniatures. If this is not the Chris Richmond that's on Patreon right now, I mean thanks, thank you as well.
2: Um, <laughs> this is literally. <laughs> Literally the first that Charles and I have heard of this. I know I wanted to day. hold it
0: for the podcast,
2: um, <laughs> but thanks, dude. This is super rad. Yes, welcome, welcome to the show, man. We somebody else is giving us money, guys. How is this possible? It's we don't. Incredible. We're not. we are we are literally not doing a single damn thing for any of these people, and they're giving us money. I love yeah. you guys. You guys are so incredibly awesome, and you make me really excited to to get started for our patron. Like. To start out with some type of, I was working on our, our patron uh, like kind of tiers today, and to start out with some sort of momentum, like before we've even started, is so encouraging. It's guys. amazing. Like, we're going to make it worth it to you, like be, because you've already proven that people are willing to to support us, right? And that just means so mm-hmm. much. The site, the podcast, and like we're really going to try to go out of our way to make it worthwhile, and we're going to try to do something special for everyone that. Um, kind of comes in, sort of grandfather Dan, especially. So, um, you know,
1: take that as you will. Yeah, go yeah. sign up
2: for our patron. All I know is <laughs> yeah. I need to
1: text some of my friends from high school because <laughs> they're not currently patrons. <laughs> but apparently, that's yeah. a thing. Friends from high school.
0: All right, so Patreon dot where you'll find us. Again, no tears up there yet, but like Corey was saying, we are very, very close to solidifying them. We got some yeah, really oct- cool, fun October. ideas it's in October. In one month. Yep. Oh, my God. That's going to be so cool. Be... We've got
2: a lot of work to do, guys.
0: Yep. Yeah, we do. So um, I just had an idea for the Patreon, but I'm going to talk to you guys off air because I, I have a bad habit of promising things on this podcast that we're going to do. <laughs> you better write it down.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, right. Let's see. Corey, do we have any other Utini
2: news that we want to hit? Uh, Yeah, let's go ahead and shut up the bookshelf again. That yeah. is coming out on September 20th, 10 days from date of record today, Woo! September 10th. Man, the bookshelf is coming out. I can't believe that. Um, I scheduled another email to go out about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not um, on our email list, go to utini.com and get on that email. Corey put together this honestly beautiful email blast, which sounds so weird to say because it's an email blast, yeah. but the formatting of it was gorgeous. You get a little sneak peek at what the bookshelf yeah. is going to look like. It tells you all the books that came out the past month, all the new collections we added right. in the last month. It
2: was It was seriously... Yeah, awesome. I'll learn how to do email guys. Like, <laughs> it's—I mean, I've known a lot about it so far, but like, it just never occurred to me to do it in this fashion. And I like built it out before I—I I assembled it. Like, I—I dec- I mean, I did it in design. Like, I mm-hmm. designed it first. And um, man, if you're not on our email list already, and you're concerned about missing book releases and stuff, like, yeah. we're going to do a monthly roundup where we talk about every major episode of of the podcast, every book that's come out, um, significant stuff that's happened on the website, all that kind of stuff is all going to coming to the. Uh, coming in an in a email roundup at the end of the month. So go sign up for email. It's on the website.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, even I was I was jumping around on the site, and I forgot that we get the hardcover of Dooku Jedi Lost coming out October 1st. I yeah. forgot that we get the Skywalker oh, saga coming
2: out. Like, yes, I forgot. we got big stuff coming out, which we're going to try to have to cover. And I think a lot of the mainline stuff... We're definitely going to continue to cover all the novels and big, huge releases that you know have the majority of reading. But like, I think a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff can definitely happen in Patreon because for mm-hmm. Patreon, because uh, there's a lot of really great stuff coming out. So,
0: yeah, very excited for all of that, and stay tuned to the email list for that. All right, so we are going to jump into the meat and potatoes of this episode in just a second, all about comics. But before we do that, guys, I want to hear an emotional. A beautiful, a tender clip from one of our members. (laughs) So we will be right
3: back. Hi, this is Jared Mays. I'm a writer for Uteni. I'm going to tell you about my very first time seeing Star Wars. It was the summer of 97. I was five years old. I remember standing outside in the rain with my dad in a line of about 50 college students in our small town in Arkansas, so excited to see something called Star Wars. I had no idea why... Everybody was so excited. It was almost as if they didn't realize that we were standing in the pouring rain. Now, I'm really glad that uh, purchasing tickets to see movies has become a lot easier. You can do it from the comfort of your own couch on your phone. But that experience changed my life, I'm sure it did many of yours as well. The buzz was electric. It was incredible just trying to keep up with the flying yellow text. And then you know what happened. The Star Destroyer flew overhead and I was hooked. I remember anxiously waiting for the next chapters in the story. I couldn't wait to find out whether or not Luke would fall to the dark side, or if he would be successful in overthrowing Darth Vader, or maybe, of course, rescuing him from himself. All this, of course, I thought was brand new. The most cutting-edge movies ever made. I had no idea that they were already 20 years old, getting a re-release in preparation for yet another Star Wars movie on the horizon. Hey, we'd love to hear about your first time seeing Star Wars. Let us know on Twitter or, of course, in the Utini Discord. And in the meantime, may the Force be with you. And we are
0: back. It's been so long, guys. I missed you, frankly, during that
2: clip. It's been like like five minutes, Eric.
0: I know, but it was five minutes back in the world that's not talking about Star Wars all the time. So it felt like a year. But, now we're back, we're happy, we had a great clip. I'm not going to get overly emotional, because we are going to talk about comics. Now, if you have not read a bunch of Star Wars comics, man did you pick a good episode of The Living Force to listen to, because the three of us have various amounts of Star Wars comics reading experience, so we're going to go through a little bit of that, highlight some of our favorite comics that exist right now, and talk about how you can join in the fun. Now, first of all, I want to ask you guys, Corey and Charles, how do you feel about comics as a whole? Like, when did you start reading comics? Have you read a ton? Are you kind of casual? Like, what's what's your comic history, even outside of Star Wars?
1: When I was a kid, I was definitely into comics, like superhero comics, Spider-Man, those kind of things. Never was really into Star Wars comics that much, uh, specifically. I don't even knew... I don't think I knew that they existed, maybe, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, Um but I know that I got, like, the volume of, like, the, I guess they were, was it Dark Horse back then? Like, all the yeah. depictions of the of the major films. Um, so, I have those in, like, one big volume that I found at one point, And that was fun to just enjoy, like, the same stories that I already knew and loved kind of in a different medium. Um, And then I didn't really get back into them until I got experienced here with Utini, because everyone else was kind of just getting me jazzed about some of the new canon stuff that was coming out. And so I got back into it and I'm definitely not on like all of the new issues as they come out. Um, I'm definitely behind in in that kind of respect, but I try to keep up with it and it's been a lot of fun. Did you guys, guys grow up
2: going to, like, comic book stores and stuff? I mean, how did how did you get into them? I I, mean.
0: I didn't read comics at all until, really, I got to college because one of the mm. guys in my dorm hall had a ton of graphic novels he had. It was Why the Last Man from Image and The Ultimate Spider-Man comics from Marvel, and I would just go down to his room and just borrow them. Like, we were hanging out one night, and I'm like, oh, oh, I guess I'll look through this. And then I would just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and just devour them, and then I, like... I read like Watchmen. I read Dark Knight Returns and kind kind of like some of the bigger ones out of the way, and then for about let's see, age eighteen until I was twenty five, maybe I was buying like comics weekly, like as they came out. Just going to the comic book store, getting comic books, buying big collections. I had huge like bookshelves full of comics and then i started moving a lot more and realized they were hard to move so i kind of switched to digital and i still i still love comics like there's still some comic books that i go back and read a couple times a year i try to stay up on what's going on in some of the bigger comic books but star wars comics are now the only ones that i actually buy as they come out and i'm the same as you Charles i didn't even know they existed as a kid when dark horse had the license yeah so for those of you that don't know marvel now because of the disney acquisition Holds the license for Star Wars comics. Dark Horse, another public shooting company, had them back in the day, so they were doing what are now Legends comics. So, mm. but yeah, I have then jumped on in Star Wars number one when they released that from Marvel, and I've read most of the series they've put out.
2: Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, so, I mean, my comic book history is much more limited than both of you guys. Like, we were actually talking about this the other day of, like, maybe spinning this episode in a light of, like, I have not really had a lot of experience with comics, and, like, you guys should teach me about comics. So, funny enough, Star Wars specifically, the Star Wars comics have, to me, felt like, even still, right now, in this very moment, even after founding Flippin' Utini, all right, Star Wars comics still feel, to me, the way that I remember feeling staring at that gigantic Star Wars bookshelf at Barnes Noble as a kid. Like mm-hmm. it's just so overwhelming and comic arcs are, I think harder to even jump into than like picking up a novel in the third book in a nine book series. Ooh, right. Interesting. Because, yeah, because like you just, you have to know the characters and they're so fast paced they're so quick moving to me. It's, it's kind of harder to break into and like, I'm super ADD so it's kind of hard for me to read comics and I have to read mm-hmm. one or two like before I can kind of get my brain working because I just don't have a lot of experience reading them. Mm-hmm. Um, But I just don't have a lot of experience reading comics really growing up, period. And I didn't have a comic book store growing Mm -hmm. up. You guys have heard me talk about being from the middle of nowhere in North Georgia. (laughs) Like, I just – I didn't have comics. Comics were not – they didn't sell those at Walmart, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Where where everybody did their shopping in in the boonies, right? They didn't have them there. That's hilarious
1: because I specifically remember I would go grocery shopping with my mom as a kid. And she would go off to find the food and I would just sit in like the magazine slash comic section. I just read comics oh my until you came back.
2: They had, ma- they had magazines, but they did not have comics in, in my local Walmart. Well, so. thank
1: you, well- Bilo in Somerville, South Carolina. You're the real <laughs> you <nailed> MVP. It. <laughs> well, hopefully
0: then throughout this episode, we can demystify <clears throat> that for you too, Corey. Real yeah, quick. please do. Before we continue, we got breaking news on this podcast recording because we just received a new patron as we are <laughs>
2: recording. We, we did. Sorry for there was a couple of seconds ago where I started talking really slow. <laughs> I was trying to show Charles and Eric in the camera while I'm speaking. That we got a new, new patron, Ross Greco. man, you became a patron literally as we're recording this podcast. Yes. Right? So that, that, that should say a lot. You get a special shout out this episode, yeah. especially man, real time. You guys are awesome. Yeah. And You're Ross, Ross awesome.
0: has been awesome. Like on Twitter for, he's a great Twitter follow. He's super involved in our community. So Ross, thanks dude. Super appreciated. Just wanted to give you a shout-out as we are recording this. Yeah. Now, back to the comic talk. So, I I do want to hit in a second on how it's hard to jump into comics uh, because, you know, they're all numbered. Like, it's Star Wars issue 64. How will I know the first whatever? But before that, I want to just touch on a couple things that comics can do that novels can't and then novels can do that comics can't because I still think there's a weird stigma in – I mean, this country, but really all over the world, that comics are a lesser version of storytelling. That they're for kids, they're silly, um, they can't be as mature, tell as gripping stories as a novel can. And, I mean, I fell into that when I was younger, when I was a teenager. You know, I think that I definitely had that in my head before I started reading. And once you get into comics, there's really an awesome sense of discovery that you have because for any story you could want, there's a comic for it. There are indie comics that are about relationships and people falling in love and trying to find their purpose in life. There are superhero comics with amazing action sequences. There are epic space battles in comics. There's for every kind of book, there is a comic. And I think that what novels can do, I think personally a little better is get you within the psyche of a character, maybe a little more because you have more pages, more real estate, Whereas comics really help me as a visual person to like see, who, I mean, even just who the characters are, you know. With yeah, with totally. a lot of these books, like Alphabet Squadron, especially we mentioned this on our roundtable. I love that we got character portraits of yeah. the characters when they That's released the book. That's always really cool. Which was huge because you can describe who someone is all you want, and I do love how authors can do that. But getting an actual image, either. In a web announcement or on a comic book page is so cool because you're like, no, this is who they are. This is it. And yeah. the artist can put their flair into it. You can see so much personality in, like, the line of a brush. Totally, And I think that should be totally respected and lauded. Hardcore. Yeah.
2: Something else I was going to add, too, that that's pretty important, Star Wars comics specifically, is, like... You know, I I don't know I've not read a lot of the comics, but I do know a good deal about them because you kinda have to if you're if you've <laughs> built the website that I built, you kinda have to know a good deal about the comics. Right. I know how they work. I've read a handful of them. Um, but a lot of super important stuff happens in the comics in Star mm-hmm. Wars. Like arguably, you know, connections to like the big saga stuff, like with Ray and Poe and Finn, like arguably more stuff with the sequel trilogy. Like has happened in the expanded universe in the comics, than it has the books, and I, that's really just because there's just not as much room to talk, like you said. Like mm-hmm. you have to tell shorter stories, but you have you have Poe's whole background; he's a whole line. Mm-hmm. Like if his mother, like there's all this crazy yeah. stuff. You find out where,
0: uh, like, why Snap Wexley wasn't in Episode Eight. You find out where Black Squadron was, and all those things.
2: Um, right. Like stuff that's important. The way that legends kind of used to be with the books, that's the comics has kind of been that for canon stuff. So if you like, you've, if you're just like avoided comics for whatever reason, like you really shouldn't because I mean, <laughs> it kind of matters. Yeah. Like,
0: and real quick, I just want to go through a list here of I, I was looking through uh, Marvel the other day, and here's just a list of some of the canon comics that have come out since Marvel's acquisition or Disney's acquisition of both Marvel and Star Wars. We got. Star Wars, just called Star Wars, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Lord of the Sith, Vader Down, Poe Dameron, Dr. Aphra, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Han Solo Imperial Cadet, Lando Double or Nothing, Thrawn, Kane and the Last Padawan, Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, Age of Resistance, Galaxy's Edge, TIE Fighter, Target Vader, and more. And these are all multiple issue series. And I think this is where what you were saying, Corey, kind of comes into play. There is so much. There are so many titles. They're being released monthly, sometimes bi-monthly, that how in the world do you pick where to start, right? Yeah. And I think, ultimately, the answer to that question is the answer to everything else we say in Yutini. It's pick your character, pick mm-hmm. your people, and just jump right in. And I think comics actually makes that easier than novels, frankly, because it says yes. right on the flipping cover, who's in it?
2: Yes, <laughs> Yes, that's an important topic to bring up, which is something I really want to talk about with you guys. Is I made what I think is kind of like a super amateur mistake. Like, and you guys are going to get a kick out of this. Okay, so so at Utenia, we talk a lot about like like how we don't think you should read in chronological order, right? We talk a lot about how we don't think you should read in publishing order. Like, you right. shouldn't pick some stupid, arbitrary order and then read in it, right? We talk about that pretty frequently, and I did that with the comics, right? So, funny story. So, back in the day when we were selling a lot of the books, um, I had a really good discount on mm-hmm. on getting the books, so like a like a 55-ish percent discount on getting the books as we were selling them all. And uh, because I had the discount, I like bought, right before we discontinued selling the books, I bought all the paperback, trade paperback, graphic novels, mm-hmm. like of all the comics and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is really sick. And then somebody else on our team, they bought all of the hardcover <laughs> <laughs> comics, all right? So I had already paid for mine and bought my paperbacks, and then Carl bought all of his hard hardcover books. And I got all of these hardcover books. And then um, as soon as I saw them, I was like... Oh my god, I have to have the
3: hardcover. Right. I remember (laughs) that. I remember that. I
2: I I had spent like like some ridiculous amount of money like two hundred dollars on the paperbacks and i was like i told my wife i was like listen it'll be fine i'll sell these on ebay okay i'll get my money back i'll use that money to pay for the trade paperbacks and she's like oh okay fine you can you can buy the you can buy the hardcovers if you want them guys i never was able to get rid of them on ebay
3: oh, no! <laughs> so oh, my God. I, I have
2: like i have all the paperbacks and all the hardcovers on my shelf and i'm like okay so i have my giant collection of comics I have basically all of them that have ever been made so far right I have we're going to have to talk about them. that after the show. Anyway, go yes. on. Yes. And I've barely yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and I've barely made a dent in them because swinging back around to my original point, I picked this stupid arbitrary order. I said, "Listen, the Star Wars mainline comic, it's the most important one, right? It's the Star Wars comic, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm going to read first, and I'm not going to read anything else until I get to that." That's a terrible terrible way to attack any sort of gigantic collection especially like Star Wars and I highly recommend not just picking the Star Wars mainline comic and trying to get through Mm -hmm. it the reason for that is it's enormous there's like four hardcover volumes of Star Wars mainline comic and I have not made a dent in it because it's overwhelming it's not my favorite of all the comics Mm -hmm. I've ever read and I feel like I have to finish it before I can move on to the next thing and yeah. that has completely hindered my ability to get through any of the comics. And
0: I, and I think that's that's an excellent point because the, the comics... So for for those of you that haven't read comics in general, right? A lot of comics nowadays are split up into like four to six issue arcs. So you'll have a four to six part story that can be collected into one volume. It's it's released monthly or bimonthly. And at the end of it, they'll release one volume like Corey bought. So you can have this heart this this full story in your hand and the next volume comes out and you have a full story etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think one of the cool things about that is that you can choose how you read you can choose your reading speed you can read two issues go to bed that's fine you can read a whole volume yeah. and then say cool right now i want to go on to vader or i'm in the mood for lando or like whatever that is it's a lot easier to kind of maneuver yeah. as opposed to a novel so
2: yeah, and that's that's actually something we should we should probably talk about a little more too. Is like what ex- how exactly do the comics work? Right. Well, mm-hmm. I'll just say this really really quick. So, um, in Star Wars especially, because that's really what you guys care about, I assume. <laughs> uh, you have you have single issue comics. Those come out every single week. What's the day of the week the comics? Come Wednesday. Out? Wednesday. Yeah, comics come out every single Wednesday. Okay, single issues. They're twenty ish pages. How many pages are they? Twenty two. Tw-
0: usually twenty two pages for four bucks.
2: Yes, 22 pages for 4 bucks. It's super overwhelming for anybody that's never been in the comics because it turns out to be really expensive, right, if you buy the comics every single week. Yes, it does, Corey. Yes, <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, so Star Wars comics, they come out as single issues every single week. However, eventually, at least historically... Um, they will eventually bound them into what's called a trade paperback, mm-hmm. which is often referred to as a graphic novel. So mm-hmm. I've always called these graphic novels a lot of people that really in the comic industry, they call them trade yeah. paperbacks. The graphic
0: right? novel is oftentimes um, one single story that's not split up into issues. So, like if a person mm-hmm. wants to just release a two hundred and fifty page novel with that is a comic, then it'll yeah. be called a graphic novel as opposed to exactly. comics or trade paperbacks
2: right. so it's a little it's a little confusing. Yep. So, in Star Wars, however, the the graphic novels are really cool because a lot of times they don't only include like the single issue comics that that are the title. For example, like the like the Star Wars mainline comic might or the Star Wars mainline comic graphic novel, like Volume One, for example, it might have like five or six of the Star Wars mainline comics in order, and then like a Han Solo issue because it's a similar story arc and it fits in with the same stuff and it's all bound in one nice nice like booklet right so like when you go to barnes noble and you're looking at all the comic the section of like trade paperbacks that's what you're looking at it it is bound single issues Mm -hmm. like it's the whole collection of single issues of that entire line so like the thrawn trade paperback is all of the thrawn comics that were printed as single issues and released weekly except now they've been rebound together in a "Quote unquote graphic novel slash paper trade paperback." Right, if that makes any sense at all. That was super confusing for me <laughs> when I first got into this. By the way, like I was like, "What are graphic novels, and how yeah. are they different from comic books?" Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, they're not. They're not. And I, and what I want to do on this episode now is go through. I I have randomly picked four four series of Star Wars canon comics that are pretty popular, that are pretty well received, and I believe. Between the three of us, at least one or two of us has read each of them. Uh, and we are I just want to give kind of our thoughts and say if you're thinking about picking up Star Wars comics, then these are probably the issues that you should start with. And then at the end, we'll tell you a bunch of different ways you can get them, including physical and digital, which we are I don't even want to touch yet. So the first one I want to start with is... What we've mentioned a bunch of times already is simply Star Wars. The main line of Star Wars comics, it says Star Wars on it. Volume 1 is called Skywalker Strikes. These comics start out taking place between episodes 4 and 5, which is awesome. Charles is holding up the cover right in front of the camera right now. You can't see it, but it is written by Jason Aaron, drawn by John Cassidy. If you're a comic book fan, he's a big name. And it has Luke in the gold victory jacket from the end of New Hope. And it's awesome because it's just a, a main storyline that is about to actually end at issue 70-something in the next couple months that shows us the main characters on a new adventure. It's Luke, Han, Leia just going for it. You get to see Luke encounter Vader for the first time. You get to see some cool adventures with the Mon Calamari and I honestly think that I know Corey you're having a bit of a tough time like kind of marathoning it, which is totally understandable, but if you're just reading your first trade paper pack, I think it's a great place to start.
2: Yeah, volume one, actually, the whole first volume is pretty good.
1: Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, Charles, now
0: you were holding that. You've read that, right?
1: Oh yeah, I have. I've read yeah. up to like volume, I think, seven of um The Main Line. And mm-hmm. early on I think it's a lot better than than later but i just think it's really interesting because you know you have to remember all of this stuff is canon right like since disney yep. took over all of this stuff actually happened and there's a ton of story think about how many issues you just said that that they've had of this <laughs> yeah Se- uh, 70. 70 71 74
0: yeah. is coming out yeah
1: and this all <clears throat> takes place after a new hope but before empire if I'm not mistaken, right? Did they get past yeah, Empire Yeah, they Yeah, they, they
0: might have done a jump past Empire, but I'm not. Because I'm, I'm a little behind at this moment. Because um, now I'm waiting for it all. Because now that I know it's ending, I'm going to give it some time.
1: Right. Yeah, no. But it really is at least Volume 1 and 2 specifically, I thought were incredible. Yeah, it's, it's I really
0: fun. enjoyed those first two. Um, Sorry, real quick, Corey, we have more breaking news, don't we?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hope this keeps happening forever. Holy crap, we have another patron. Uh, let's see here. Tara Tano. Oh my God. Ahsoka's sister. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Ahsoka's sister also just became a patron during this episode. Man. I hope I get like five more notifications like this. I'll be rich. Oh my God. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, Tara. 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 Tano. Tano. Wow.
2: Tomato. Tomato. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Welcome a lot. Welcome to right, the family. We, we, All right. We can't, we can't keep doing I this. Know. This has just got to no, stop. No, no. Corey. If there's any more, it's going to be the next episode. Nope.
0: We literally can't. Uh, um, so yeah, I think the first couple ish uh, trades of the first Star Wars mainline are great. They're very much cinematic. And I think that they give us, um, some new adventures with the main characters and they're all written very well. Like it sounds like Luke. It sounds like whiny Luke a bit. It sounds like Han, but it sounds a little bit like asshole Han, you know, it's, it's <laughs> who they are at the end of a new hope. So highly, highly recommend that just for your basic, I want yeah. OT Star Wars.
2: It is important. Don't feel like you have to start with this mainline no, because you don't have it, to. Is the main line. it is the mainline. Because it is uh, the... You know, it is huge, okay? And that's, that's the biggest... Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't tell somebody to start with the books. You wouldn't tell them to start with the New Jedi Order series, right? right? The 19-book series, right? Yeah. Because that's kind of crazy. But I feel like that's... But it something- is good. It's yeah. very, very good. Yeah. And another and thing, just point- to keep
1: in mind, is that there are crossovers, right? Like, in these comics oh, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, like, my favorite, actually, like... I guess this is—is is this called a trade paperback? I don't even understand trade. The yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but Vader Down is like one uh, of my absolute favorite things, and I know you mentioned it earlier, Eric. And I'm not gonna uh-huh. get into it, but it is like a big crossover between the main line between Doctor Afra um it's just and vader and vader as well yeah it's it really is incredible and so it's okay to read one volume of the mainline and then go read one volume of afra and actually it's it's kind of meant for you to jump around like that and then enjoy these big uh you know arcs where it's all these characters coming together 100 that's that's
2: why that's why it's fun to read the trade paperback rather than single issues in my opinion is because like they're they're like you know, circular story arcs. Like they're they're completed, right? Like the star Wars volume one is a complete end to end story. And then you can put it down after you finish it and go to something else. And it's awesome.
0: It's kind of like binging a season of television versus watching week to week.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so moving on from star Wars to a completely different series is Darth Vader, dark Lord of the Sith. Now this gets a bit confusing because there was a series called Darth Vader, just period, which came out at the same time as the original star Wars line did it's very good. It crosses over with the main line a bit. And then it ended. And then a new series started called Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, written by Charles Soule. And this series, if you if you love the Bane trilogy, if you love yeah. dark side mythology, and like you want to see Vader just go an ape and figuring out all this history of the Sith, this is a series for you. This brings in ancient Sith Lords. This brings in the last bits of anakin still struggling with becoming vader which is i i, I mean i love that i love that stuff like figuring out how yeah. can he maybe resurrect padme with his immortal powers and all this kind of stuff it is a gloriously brutal and just heart wrenching yes. series
2: it's so it's so violent it really yeah. is and it's amazing like that the last scene in rogue one this is basically that except for pages and pages yeah
1: that's that's a really good point to bring up that's what comics can do for you right is think about how you felt like viscerally watching vader ignite his lightsaber at the end of rogue one and then think about how you felt reading like lords lords of the sith and it's describing very similar like just absolute carnage but there's just something about being able to see it right
0: yeah, I mean, you brought up Vader down earlier, and I'm just going to touch on that again because there's a line that I'll never forget from that. Vader crashes his TIE fighter, and the, all these rebel soldiers surround him, and you get to see the vastness of this army. Yeah. And they say, you're surrounded, and he says, all I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men.
2: Good <laughs> <laughs> God. And it's, it's so, so, so awesome.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, it is.
2: Visceral is, is really a, an excellent word to choose, Charles, because, like, yeah yeah there's epic force powers in in the comics and yeah you just don't you, you just don't capture that really in, yeah in
0: the, vader in the is really vader in a lot of star wars comics maybe too many star wars comics at this point uh, but lord of the sith i think is his peak right now and charles soul is the writer that's going to be writing the knights of ren comic series that's coming out later this fall
2: that's right, which we said, we said we're said we committing to diving into the comics for the first time. That'll probably be patron-exclusive stuff, but we will probably bring it into the mainline show a little bit because yeah. we've talked about it so much. So
0: Absolutely. Now, one of the cool things about the comics as well is that they can introduce brand new characters that people can latch onto, sometimes to the point where they receive their own black series figure despite never having appeared in any other medium. I am speaking now, of course, of Dr. Afra, who is, I'm going to say, she is like the throne of canon. She is yeah, a character. I think she is too. Yeah, she was created only in the comics, has only ever existed in the comics, and she has built such a huge fan following that they literally voted to give her a Black Series figure. She exists yeah. in that medium. She is crossing over into other comics. People want her in live action so much. And if you haven't read Dr. Afra, the best pitch I can make is that she's kind of like a, an Indiana Jones archaeologist with a dark side that once worked for Darth Vader and has a pair of murder droids that um, mirror 3PO and R2. And if you're not already yeah. in, I, I don't believe you.
2: Like, uh, yeah. like, <laughs> it, it's
0: such a cool yes. pitch.
2: And she's kind of a bad guy. I would maybe go as far to say like Morally
0: questionable. Like,
2: yes. Yes. Maybe has has a heart of gold a lot like Han Solo does, but very at much. the same time, yeah. like she's kind of an Imperial and interacts as an Imperial a lot of times. And that is so fun to read about. Like yep. it's kinda like what I really wanted the Battlefront uh campaign to be, but ended up not really being super is like she's very morally questionable and it's so fun. Yeah, it's super fun.
0: Yeah. And as I like to point out as much as we can, she is also a queer woman of color that is a lead in a Star Wars property that people love. Yeah. Um. So, which totally. is awesome, and it's addressed in the comics, and that's cool. Like representation, as far as that goes, we've we've said a bunch of times is bigger in the novels and comics. But yeah, so that's cool. She's breaking down barriers, being a badass, being hilarious, and I I think we're gonna see a lot of Doctor Aphra coming up. And rounding out our list of comics that we kind of want to dive a bit deeper into is one of my actual favorites. One that I didn't think I was going to love as much as I did. One that actually has a lot more substance than I think it had any right to. And that is the Poe Dameron comic. Now, we all love Poe Dameron. How can you not? He's the best pilot in the galaxy. But this series gives us a lot more than just Poe's adventures it tells us all about black squadron which you honestly wouldn't know about if you didn't read this comic you've we've seen snap wexley and stuff but this tells you about their personal relationships they tell you about other missions it tells you about all these other parts of Poe's personality and i i i freaking love this series
1: yeah this one is is definitely up there for me as well and, you know, you've probably heard the saying, like, a hero is only as good as their villain. What this series does really interestingly is introduce one of my actual favorite Star Wars villains um, in Agent Teryx. Like, he is yeah. one of the coolest guys. Like, he's not, you know, he doesn't have to be a Sith Lord. He's just, like, a super hardcore, like, military guy. And he is, he is actually scary. Like, you know, you fear for, mm-hmm. for your hero. He's, he's so cool.
0: Absolutely, and this actually gave us, I believe, the first post-Last Jedi content in this last arc, because Poe is essentially telling a story of Black Squadron to Rey aboard the Millennium Falcon at the end, so yep. there's there's a little bit of that in there, and the art is really good, the pacing is fun, and if you're missing some of this high-flying Starfighter action, you, you gotta pick this one up. I think it's just a blast. Definitely pick up Poe Dameron. Uh, if you're a fan of, again, Alphabet Squadron, the old X-Wing comics, it's going to give you what you want. The ships are just drawn beautifully. They're fast. They're fun. It's witty. I think this is actually also Charles Soule, who wrote um, Darth Vader, Lord of the Sith, and is doing Lent of Ren. Yeah. It right? Is. So basically, just get Charles Soule comics, is what I'm saying, I think, who is also <laughs> uh, a bit of Project Luminous, whatever the hell that is.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. Charles Soule is kind of the superstar in comics I would guess
0: yeah so between Star Wars very Lord of the Sith Dr. Aphra Poe Dameron you can be set for a good while but man there are as we said earlier so many comics to go through honestly yes.
2: now those those that you just mentioned those are all the like the series comics right like yes, are multiple those are all volumes multiple volumes of all of those yeah
0: yes and there are other ones like there's a there's a Captain Phasma comic that's only yeah. a single arc. There's... What do
2: they call those? Are these called one-shots? Is that their technical? Oh, uh,
0: one shot are single issues that are only one character. So the Age of Rebellion, the Age of Resistance okay. comics that are coming out, they focus on one character. That's a one-shot.
2: Maybe what what would you call this limited like a series. series? A limited series. limited series, yes. They're like so. There are like a lot of limited series in Star Wars. Yep. They're sort of like five-ish five ish. Seems to six. be the sort of five or six issues seems to be the standard. Yep. And when those are bound into a graphic novel, they're great because it's a complete little end to end story. There's some good ones too. There's uh, there's Thrawn. That's yep. an awesome one. There's Phasma. That's an awesome Shupaka. one. Chewbacca. There are. Yeah, Chewbacca. There's yep. a Lando one. Aren't there two Lando ones now? Uh, yeah, there's
0: one that's just Lando, and there's one that's Lando Double or Nothing, which is young Lando. Yeah. There's yeah. Um, Shattered Empire, where you get to meet Poe's parents, and it's right after the Battle of Endor. There's mm-hmm. Anakin and Obi-Wan. Like, There's so yeah, there's many. A,
2: there's the TIE Fighter, which Eric mentioned earlier. Yep. That ties into, uh, tells, yeah, ties into... Alphabet Squadron. Yeah, ties into Alphabet Squadron. kind of tells the story of some of the the TIE fighter people that are like the, the <laughs> the TIE fighter people. <laughs> yes. It tells the story of like some of the villains that we get to meet a little bit in, uh, mm-hmm. in alphabet squadron. So there's some really good stuff in like in the, in limited series. They're, they're really not bad. And like, if you really just don't know where to start, picking up one of those at random is totally fine because I mean, they're all pretty good and they are like not hard to follow because they're just short. So
0: absolutely. And I think that, there's a, a bunch of different ways you can read these, and I want to now get into the, the little more practical part of the show. How do we get these comics? We know that if we want books, we go to utini.com, we look up a book profile, we click the Amazon link, and we buy our book. Super simple. Yep. Now, you can you can definitely do that for all these comics as well. We have a page for every single trade. You can go to Amazon. Yes. Same way.
2: And we're working on building out some more kind of comic-based collections and kind of a getting started guy with comics but we we don't have a lot of folks that are on our team that are super as well versed in the comics so we're really having to do our research we want to make sure everything is really planned out before yeah. we you know offer advice so. right
0: now that being said we would also be remiss if we didn't tell you a super awesome way to catch up with a lot of comics right because if you have a digital reader of some sort an ipad or you like reading on the computer with ebooks I would highly recommend Marvel Unlimited, which is essentially a Netflix service for comics and Marvel. You get every single comic Marvel has ever published up until 6 months ago. So every week, you know, you get new comics from 6 months ago and the next week it's 6 months before that, etc. But you can have access to essentially all these Star Wars comics and it's like 10 bucks a month, something like that. So highly recommend checking that out because then you can do, as Corey was saying, you can hop between series to series. I'm in the mood for Chewy today. Cool, click. I'm in the mood for Lambda today. Cool, click. I'm in the mood to read 35 issues of Dr. Aphra. You know? Yeah. And I found, and I found, man, I don't know about you do, you, do you still read all paperback, Charles? Are you all physical comics?
1: No, I actually mostly read digital now, but if I really like a comic, I still have that weird thing where I have to buy the physical copy and like have it on the shelf. So that's why I, I you know, I was holding up some of these volume ones that I have a very series, but mostly digital.
0: Yeah. And the physical comics are cool to like, you know, your friends come over. Oh, here you go. Borrow this, check this out. I love that. Yeah. But d- digital is a way to go. If you want to be up to date, you can go to com, and every Wednesday they will release the same comics that the comic book store does. You just buy them online, you can get them that way. So, tons and tons and tons of ways to get your comics, and I hope, ultimately, that this episode has kind of demystified comics a little bit, if you've been afraid of jumping in. I mean, there's so many awesome stories with your favorite characters that are going on, and you can see them, and you can see different artists' interpretation of them. Like, if you love looking at fan art online of other characters, like, who doesn't? This is every single week you get new art of awesome characters like totally you can't beat it so we're definitely
2: not we're definitely not done with comics either no oh god like this is this is like this is like the this is like the pre the pre pre pre-game of utini's exploration (laughs) of comics and when we dive a little more heavily into it as individuals this this fall when we're all going to start really following every single issue as they come out um you guys will hear more from us about how to get more into this, but yeah. I hope this was helpful. Um, it was helpful for me kind of hearing from you Good, guys. We, yeah. We've rarely even talked about it. I think I'm actually going to take uh Dr. Afra upstairs with me tonight and I'll there start you that.
0: you <laughs> Oh, I love that now. And I hope that again, you guys found this enjoyable. And if you want more comics talk or you want us to look at more comics, if you want us to put some of uh, stuff on Patreon, like let us know, you know, we are, we want to give you guys as much awesome content as we possibly can. And if you want us to do comic reviews, if you want us to go back on some other issues on our Patreon, absolutely tweet at us, let us know, and we will make that happen. But guys, with that, it's that time, because that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and tune in every single week to hear us at Utini talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Please please leave us a review on iTunes to help people find us and head over to utini.com for reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles on every single story in the Star Wars Galaxy, novels and comics alike. If you're looking to buy some books or comics and want to help support the show, look up your book or comic on Utini, click the Amazon link on the profile, and we'll get a few cents to help keep the lights on. If you'd like to help us out more directly, you can find us on patreon.com/utini where you can join our amazing patrons Dylan Sasser, Adam Dyson, Timothy Dunlap, Rural Farmboy, Chris Richmond, Adrian Carlson, and as of this episode, Ross Grico and Taratano. Thank you all so much again for your continued support. If you want your thoughts on the show, email us at livingforcepod at utini.com. Tweet at us with all those comment questions at livingforcepod. Or join our Uteni Discord community by going to utinicom slash Discord. You can find us on Twitter at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Doc Star Wars MD. Charles is at C. Henkel. Special thank you, as always, to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, our producer, and Wes, our community manager. Thanks to Corey and Charles for podcasting with me. And as always, may the Force be with you.
1: There is no hatred. There is joy.